Greetings, everybody. This is Some Podcast with your host, myself, Zach Nations. Um, I've got some interesting news here over the weekend or next week. We'll see. Um, I've got it. got things lining up, so uh, we'll see how they come about with the with a guest on the show um, today I want to talk about Detective Pikachu I saw that over the weekend um, talk about some game that, that new Game of Thrones episode the bells um, and anything else I can think of I'll do a a movie I haven't seen yet review Um, I'll do that before Detective Pikachu Um, so that Game of Thrones what a show getting a lot of a lot of hate these days for the liberties it's taking with each character and kind of going off out of character and off off their arc to kind of tie up all the loose ends real quick and kind of get to the the meat of the the finale and they're just they're pretty much trying to do a lot with a little do do a book's worth of information in six episodes which was a tall task I mean even only even having eight episodes last season the last season two years ago yeah that was they had a heat coming from that so this was expected um you had to kind of expect it to feel rushed and it is definitely rushing um, with that being said the, the bells the episode was pretty good I mean you get the Kuglain bowl which was as advertised um, I mean I think they did that to make up for Daenerys going crazy, cray cray, and Jamie and Cersei dying abruptly by the hands of fate, and not necessarily any by anyone's um, direct involvement. I guess. I mean, indirectly, it was Daenerys making her own the the red keep fall on her. But it just seemed real forced and kind of silly. And just like, you know, it took all the emotion out of it. Um, Jamie should have, it seemed like he pretty much died fighting Euron. And, 
took with several stabs to his sides and that's not a good place to be stabbed I mean you can't really there wasn't much you could do and he wound up killing Euron which was bittersweet but I mean they did they, they fulfilled what they wanted and watching it I enjoyed the death of Euron because he started to get he was getting annoying he was starting to he was he was funny at first and then he killed some dragons and he got annoying that was the story of Euron that was his little arc I mean it, he still had some funny things and but people were getting tired of him already on the show and and fans um and he still had some pretty funny things in in his dying words his his dying last words i i'm the man who killed Jamie Jamie Lannister even though he wound up not being the man the man dying to the sword of Jamie Lannister but it was funny the second the second of the king slayers talking he's just a good shit talker so other than that uh, various dying that was just her talking about how her as in da Danny after killing various and even though they alluded to him trying to poison her and um, he didn't he he had a nice little goodbye to Tyrion that was really that was pretty one of the finer moments of the episode you know they were they became became good pals so having them having letting them have par parting words was a good touch um, but I didn't see I mean the poison was really nuanced to where nobody noticed I mean a lot of keen viewers did it went right past my head uh, they were talking about Danny not eating and you know wallowing in the grief of her her whatever Neandra whatever role she provided I forget but um yeah that that was kind of various I was kind of hoping he was going to be a Targaryen with dragon blood or something <laughs> that would have been interesting of course that's you know that was fan fiction type of of, uh, of wonder of, of hope other than that, um, it was weird that Danny, I mean, it, it was rushed in a sense that the war was pretty much Danny taking care of business when, I mean, my, th 
the thing I had against her wrecking crew against Giron's battle fleet the ships was she was aiming to do that after Rhaegal died got shot up and then she veered off which it showed that you know she was doing whatever she was aiming to do she was going to be able to complete it from what we saw in this episode like she was she just took care of all the ships I mean I get that she was more motivated in this in the episode now than she was last episode because of what she had lost but what what also irked me was how she was whining to Tyrion about losing all of the people that betrayed her and all that which she didn't have to kill them I mean that's there was no need for it and it's it was just kind of laziness in the writing to change her into the Mad Queen I mean you know of course this time Varys was poisoning her but I'll, I don't know yeah I'm, I'll talk myself into a corner of that one but anyways she took care she she lit up the whole army and everything and then she had the battle won and then she decided to keep killing everyone that was that was definitely a weird change of her character she she wasn't really I mean it kind of falls in line with how she killed all the the Dothraki um, widows and how they were slaves to themselves and they weren't willing to uprise and uh, revolt against the way their way of life so she felt the need to burn them and it seemed like this was her way of doing that with the King's Landing villagers they weren't willing to revolt so they deserve to die she has a interesting logic but other than all that we'll see what happens in this final episode because Arya seems pissed and we're really only down to about a handful of people left this this last episode pretty much took took care of all the people that have been lucky to live this long through all, through the long night and just any any other circumstance they find themselves in they keep squirming away so that was kind of I felt uh, was very fulfilling but it just kind of you know saving them for these moments felt really cheap because you know 
they could have died and interesting or you know heroic or more grandoir grandois um, ways and then they just where they were being saved were like how the how the light god you know saved all the people he did he she whatever denomination they are um, but they they were brought back to life like John Snow was brought back to life for a reason and it seemed like that's kind of what they were playing off of and it didn't really it, it didn't hit the mark but anyways um, last episode last season last everything coming up so of course I'm going to watch of course everyone in the in this neck of the woods is going to watch um, so there you have it on to my review of Aladdin haven't seen it yet review should be coming out soon it's coming out in a couple either this week or a couple weeks but I think a plus that's right as good as a as a cartoon in the 90s still good I mean less so without Robin Williams maybe I'll downgrade it to an A just for that I mean Will Smith is great really like his movies he's starting to become too big for his own too big for himself um, one thing I thought uh, one of the ideas I had popping through my head would be him being Hitch as the genie because that's kind of what this movie seems like just a blue Hitch but blue so, I mean, I did I did enjoy in the in the trailer him blowing the kiss. What is it? He was arguing with with Aladdin to go talk to her, and and Aladdin was resisting, and he just did his genie magic and blew him the kiss over to him to Jasmine. That was funny. Ha ha ha. Um, and so that that's why A plus A A plus very borderline. I also really like the color scheme. They really they're going with the the uh, animation color scheme, like the um, what do you call it? The Temple of the Forbidden Eye or whatever it is, the Temple of Doom, the buried treasure, that area is, is blue and it's very reminiscent of the movie. It, it was a held, held a very blue um, look throughout the movie, which I really, I find that alluring, alluring. Um, and they really, they did a good job releasing trailers quickly to dispel the whole um, bad CGI of the first teaser 
that looked terrible and had me worried but uh, one thing I'm hoping is with the, the joke about making a prince it sets up a perfect opportunity to do a fresh prince a uh, little meta joke so I hope they go for it and they don't back down and get nervous I mean that that's gonna be it'd be pretty funny I'd enjoy I'd I'd be cracking up anyways so I'll probably go see it when it hits theaters there's a lot of movies coming out um, so I'll be doing a lot of reviews each week and hopefully hopefully I'll be able to see them all um, I'm gonna try to pace them properly because there's one week where like three movies I want to see will be out at the same time uh, Dark Phoenix it will be out March 31st or no June 7th um, yeah I'll have to recheck I, I looked at the list today I should have wrote it down or something yeah rookie mistake uh, anyways Let's uh, move it on to Detective Pikachu. This would be if I had time and um, had better preparation. I'd have some sort of theme song. Well, not theme, maybe a theme song with the music from Pokemon. I like that. That's one of my favorite music, little music themes. Um, gotta catch them all I could sing it um, I'm not gonna sing it um, at the let's start with the beginning um, I was kind of worried going in because I I was aware you know going into a movie like this you're aware that this is a kids movie a kids franchise and was expecting a little of well not a little like mostly watered down kind of stuff not necessarily major adult humor even though it was Ryan Reynolds as Pikachu um, but I was also expecting nostalgia which it definitely landed with uh, what got me kind of excited and eased my um, my worries was it started out the the music was really hitting it hitting it uh, it was it, the sound was really good like the music was definitely a, a movie score it was worthy of being in theaters you know and what kind of got me excited was they started out this movie as uh, was it 20th 20 years bef after um, Pokemon the first movie the animation which I, I did see when I was like 13 in theaters went with a group of, of buddies and that was really I enjoyed that and so 
I was hoping it would be on par with that type of uh, writing and um, the kind of thought-provoking kind of um, material that it, it used. And uh, so starting out the movie, they, they started this movie out similar to the way that movie started out with um, um, spoilers everyone well this isn't really spoiler but um, Mewtwo they started out with, with Mewtwo uh, breaking breaking loose from its, his, uh, its I guess its um, what do you call it it was in a, in a, content, in a it was in in an entrapment in a chamber kind of like how in the first movie he was being uh, held kind of held host held prisoner uh, in a way and so that that one seeing that got me pretty uh, hope got brought my hopes up and it it was really interesting and in, in the way they did it and it was very uh, nice to see. Like it was, it was visually pleasing, which was awesome. It was a good way to s set the tone of the movie, and uh, and then from then on, then it kind of got kid kid friendly, like more kids, uh, more um, like you know, I uh, can't think of how to describe it but it was more um it, it's it was the main character tim something um look it up real quick yep it's great podcasting isn't it um anyways it was him and his friend who you would recognize from uh, Deadpool, it was, um, can't remember his name either, Bo, uh, Bohinder, I think that's some, something like that, anyways, uh, Tim Goodman, okay, there we go, they're out in the field, and I was kind of disappointed because, uh, they were, well, let's start, okay, backtrack, they did a good job setting this scene up with uh, the Pokemons being interwoven into the uh, setting, into the world. Like there, it, it showed that Pokemon coexisted um, and that it was a world of the, uh, the games and the media that Pokemon are presented in and it started out with Spearows and um, Pidgeots flying in unit in their own little flocks and other Pokemon running around can't think off the top of my head other Pokemon but it was a very memorable seeing the opening with the Pokemon flying flying around free and so 
him with Tim and his friend. Um, they banter about Tim not having a Pokemon, which was a very big uh, plot device in the movie. And so he tells him that he wants him to catch up Cubone because Cubone's also lonely and Tim being lonely um, refuses as you would but he, he goes along with it I guess he never tried catching Pokemon or anything he, he gave it up when he grew up for reasons they explain in the movie um, pretty much he, he loses a mother and his dad marries his job and it's all really um, it's tough on Tim and so but he does try he um, attempts to catch a Kubone and Kubone I thought would be a little bigger I thought they were about like four feet high but this thing was like a little field mouse which kind of makes sense but I kind of I was a little worried from that that Pokemon would be uh, misrepresented in, in their sizes but it, this, this was just the one case that I had this uh, little res reservation but it was uh, it was funny that he didn't catch him. Spoiler alert, he didn't catch the Pokemon. Um, and then Cubone broke free of the Pokeball and started chasing him. And so that, that was another good tone setting. Um, and so I'm not going to go into every scene of the movie, but that's pretty much how it all set up um, to tell the story. And then. Uh, Tim finds out that his dad was killed in a fire, so he sets off into this other area, this other city. Like I guess Tim was living in in like a small town, so he goes into the big city. I don't remember the names of any of these cities, unfortunately, but um, they weren't they weren't from the the different Pokemon that I've watched and and that I know of, like Pallet Town and and uh, the other one. Um, um, yeah, the the big, the bigger one, the red and blue one. That's another thing I should probably bring up is this was red and blue, the first generation, but it was also second generation mixed in a couple of other later generations so there's a lot of Pokemon that kind of I'm not familiar with which was it didn't take away from the movie but um, it probably would have helped if I was familiar with them but it was definitely a lot more first generation which which was really good because this is a movie for uh, new Pokemon catcher people Pokemon, you know, children of now watching it, but also us older children who watched it when we were younger, and I only ever 
cared about the first generation, but then I grew up and I grew out of Pokemon, so that's probably why. But anyways, um, so he goes there and everyone's partnered with a Pokemon, kind of like in Zelda where all the Kuriko, Creek, I don't know how to pronounce it. They're all, they all have a fairy, so it's kind of one of those kind of tropes. And the police chief, who I really like, um, Ken Watanabe, is, he's pretty funny, and he has, uh, his Pokemon's funny. Ha ha ha. So without going too, too deep into it, um, Ken Watanabe, surprisingly, is in this movie. Like, I, I wouldn't think of him being in it, but also Bill Nighy's in it. Nighy plays an important part, and and they all they both you know come in uh, fully committed, and then you know there's no phoning in, which was great. That really helped with the movie. Um, but anyways, Tim goes back to his his dad's apartment. And that's shot really well, the scene they show in the trailer, but just leading into it, he gets harassed by a, a up-and-coming intern reporter about how suspicious uh, the, the death is and whatnot. And just the lighting was really great, how it was um, shadowed, but big bright blue and bright pinks. Uh, lights shining from the neons outside but like lighting up the uh, background that was great and it really had that noir look to it and uh, again setting the tone it was really it was awesome and so leading up to uh, the dad Harry Goodman the dad's apartment um, have an encounter with, with well they he has an encounter with uh, Pikachu who's also there looking for the dad or well for clues where here uh, Tim isn't really looking for clues he's just gathering things and kind of making sure everything was uh, tidied up I guess I don't know picking up after his messy dad so that nobody comes through and is embarrassed embarrasses the family the family's name um and but what I what I felt after the introduction of Pikachu which Ryan Reynolds really pretty much nailed because he's is very much they wrote him for Ryan Reynolds um in the sense that he's just quippy and from the moment he's introduced and tagging along every scene with Tim, he is, it seemed to me, he just is leaving his own little commentary. I mean, he does little snippets and jokes at Tim. Tim can, and Tim's the only one who can hear him, and he ignores him most of the time, and nobody else can hear him. So it's basically Pikachu talking to himself, um, which is kind of like, I'm doing 
Tim, can you hear me? No. Are you Tim? No, I'm just kidding. I was a little, I was trying to do a joke. Like a lot of people that do podcasts do. Anyways, moving on. The, I didn't, it kind of was enjoying, it was kind of just Ryan Reynolds yabbering on. It never, it didn't really get old. Because Tim did interact with him. Um, pretty often so it didn't it wasn't like he was just Ryan Reynolds talking to himself and uh, he was just part of the scenery he was he was very it was a, a lot of it was jokes but a lot of it was pretty informative and it kept the story going and he you know he he was the detective uh, he was Harry's Pokemon, so he was, Harry was, used him as a partner in detective work, and, uh, so anyways, the story goes, they get, they are introduced to this new agent, new, um, like a drug agent, not agent like person, but agent like a substance, uh, that's, like a drug that turns Pokemon wild, which pretty much meant rabid. Um, it didn't turn them wild because most Pokemon aren't aggressive, but every Pokemon that interacted with this agent became aggressive. So it was more. So they kind of took a. had their own interpretation of wild. Which didn't really take away from anything. You'd really have to be really nitpicky to um, have a problem with it. But um, but that was used. They had an underground uh, Pokemon fighting, which was actual battle. Like they there were no. It was a no trainer battle. It was like dog fighting basically. And they mentioned it in the movie. Um, which that was very entertaining because they throw poke they throw Pokemon they throw Pikachu into the mix with, with some funny results. You see most of it in the trailer, but a lot of it um, there was more to it, and so and throughout the movie the sc- the, the the music and the score was really on. Uh, Pikachu sings the theme song of the TV show at one point which is is a it's a heart it's a very um, moving moment it comes at a part of the story it comes toward at the down downbeat of the story and uh, he's crying so I mean it's more of a something that you have to see when watching the movie but is it's it's a comical moment also of course with Ryan Reynolds um but the the way the pokemon are are used and and the visual effects on them are outstanding and um and it's funny because they use pokemon it's kind of a flintstone situation where 
Um, they have a Squirtle, the one with the moment I like. Squirtle is my favorite, personally. They use them as a, a little water spout. Well, not necessarily a water spout, but he just walks around and there's a janitor and he sp spits out water and the janitor mops up. You know, he uses it to wet his mop. <laughs> so that was, that was pretty funny. And I, I enjoyed the way they used Squirtle in that kind of joke. But that's how they use uh, a lot of those Pokemon. At one point there's a Machomp directing traffic around a Snorlax who is asleep in the middle of the road. So, um, sorry if I'm spoiling these um, jokes. There's a lot more jokes in the movie. Uh, so, it's definitely worth a watch. And if I were to give it a grade, um, the ending was top notch. It was it definitely uh, didn't didn't telegraph it but it, it was you know as an adult you'll definitely pick up on things but as a kid kids will definitely eat it up and um, unless they're really intuitive uh, they won't see really see it coming I, I definitely throw some curveballs at you and I will say um, of the scariest moments because there are a couple of moments they try to jump scare you but the scariest, I think, was unintentional. They have a ditto uh, playing part part of the bad guy ho Pokemon helper. Um, that's probably giving away too much, but um, it's it's pretty freaky. I I just wanted to bring it up because uh, when ditto changes, it'll change into a people, and when it does the eyes stay the same and that is the creepiest thing I've probably ever seen and at one moment it, it takes on the form of a girl um, and she smiles and that is freaky that's one of those kind of copy pasta uh, visuals that will probably keep you up at night but anyways uh, aside from all that um, I definitely give this movie, um, I'd give it a, a flat A. It's not necessarily A plus, um, because I I feel A plus would be like put it in my slotted into my top ten favorites. It's not up that quality. It's not uh, A minus. I'd probably say it would be like top thirty. So yeah, maybe an A minus. Only, only on the scale, the grading scale of movies, I hold a, a curve, the bell curve, uh, on my grading system. So it gets weighted down for not being like amazing. Um, it wasn't hilarious. It wasn't nonstop laughs. It was definitely visually thrilling. Um, all the Pokemon, the Pokemon in the real world, really. Um, meshed well. Well, there's another, uh, the other character I liked would be Psyduck. They, they portrayed him cleverly. He definitely steals the show in a lot of the parts. Um, Pikachu calls to that a lot. Doesn't necessarily say it because that'd be breaking the fourth wall, 
that's not his character, but he, uh, Psyduck is, is pretty good. Of course, Psyduck is a pretty comedic, uh, it's comic relief type of Pokemon, so, um, anyways, that's my review, A minus, Pokemon, Detective, po Detective Pikachu, Detective Pokemon, uh, you should definitely check it out. Um, this, I tried a lot, tried a little more on describing uh, things. The last review I did, I just kind of blurted everything out. Um, so I hope this, I hope this goes well. I hope this is going, this is being taken well from you, the listener. Um, another thing I wanted to bring up, I don't think I'm going to, talk about it now but watched the sisters brothers recently and that was really weird um that one i haven't i didn't even finish it so it's good it gets about a d only because i have to rewatch it and i might give it an f but i'll, I'll review that one of these days um but it was really weird you should probably check it out just to just to reassure me that I'm not crazy. That it's just a weird movie. I couldn't. This is one thing. This is like a basically my joke I made for the movie. I'm pretty. I'm a little proud of it, but I couldn't tell if Joaquin Phoenix if it was a straight movie with John C. Riley in it, or if it was a com. It was supposed to be a comedy with. Joaquin Phoenix in it because they both play it straight but they're also goofy it's weird it's really weird so watch it with that in mind there you go anyways um, this is getting pretty lengthy I hope you followed along um, um Let's see, next week I'll talk about other things. I don't know. Not really going to tease anything at this moment. Um, hopefully I'll have a guest. And if I do, you'll know because I'll be on the title. And it'll be exciting. Um, anyways, check out my Twitter. Leave, the, leave me a Leave me a comment or a direct message or something. Um, you can check out my Facebook. Check out check out my celebrity page. Not not the not my Facebook page. Don't try to add me. I'm not. I don't go on Facebook much anymore. But I'll go on that if people bug me. If you. If you annoy me enough on it, I'll I'll probably check it out. Uh, my Twitter, my Facebook. So you can send me an email. I have my email posted. Uh, you can check out my Patreon. Read it. It's really outdated. I need to update it. You can leave money there though if you want. If you want it to be updated quicker, it's the best way to do it. Um, and rate me. You can rate me, follow me, subscribe, like, all those things that everyone says. Do them. 
You won't be disappointed. Thank you and have a good day.